Hey, Washington, D.C., we missed all the cheers, the tears, and the touchdowns. The excitement of a last-second field goal to get the heart pumping? The football season's finally here, so now's the time to head to Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races to place your bets for Week 7. And placing your bets at the sports book at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races is an easy way to earn exciting My Choice rewards all season long at the sports book at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races. All gaming is regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Gamble too much? Call 1-800-522-4700 for free confidential help. Must be 21. Yo, yo. I go by the name I'm of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your pusher. The world, the world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with bun whip, it's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher, call me subwoofer, cause I pump bass like that jack, on the off the track, I'm heavy cuz, ball to your fathers, you can duck to the fatty glove, sorry my love, but I'm seeing through these eyes, Benz convoys with the wagon on the side, only big boys keep deuces on the ride, Gucci Chuck Taylor with the wagon on the side. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people from Tyler, people from the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Rudy J. Yes, sir. Sam the one and twos. We are broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios. Don't forget they're running a grind special on their golf simulators. You mentioned the grind, you buy an hour. Mention the grind, you'll get the second hour free. That's going all the way until December the 15th. That's out there at Rounders' new facility. Also, this first segment of the day is going to be presented by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential and commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the sports grind. 736-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that's sports-related that we're not discussing that you want to bring to the airways, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. What's up, man? I'm in the middle, baby. Let's get it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What's up, Sam? Not much, fellas. How we doing? All right, Lovely. man. All right. So, all right. So, don't forget today, of course, is Wednesday. So, every Wednesday, we'll be joined with James here at the top of the second hour uh, to take James a look at. Yeah, James is back with us today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit. I had some uh, basketball questions in college to kind of ask him. We'll right. kind of start gearing toward that as we're, you know, winding down the football season and there's less volume of gains coming on the college and the NFL side will start. We'll look at a little bit ahead of the NBA. I wanted to see what kind of futures was out there that he was looking at the NBA. So we'll get to him at the uh, top of the uh, next hour. And also, uh, we've got some other things going on. We've got another round of uh, the top 25 that was released yesterday in college. The big talk yesterday was what was the Big Ten going to do in regards to Ohio State situation. Did they figure what it out? Michigan? No, I don't think. I haven't heard okay, anything yet. Um you know, I know, you know, I, I just think that's going to be a conference that's going to be divided on this situation, um, even though it's in the conference's best interest to have Ohio State uh, represent them in the final four to play in the Big Ten championship game and have win that and go on to rep, uh, represent them. But at the same time, I think it's going to be a conference divided or what they want to do, uh, because, again, it's about the credibility factor. Um, and that's why I'll go back and keep saying that it made no sense why they put out criteria that you in a pandemic year when nothing was uncertain. We were probably we were looking like we might not even play college football and they're going to put a requirement out like you got to play six games and they pin themselves in that situation. They can all there's no 
rule of law that they can't go back and change that, but they're going to be losing credibility because they already lost credibility because they changed their mind in the for the first for the first place. They were the last conference along with the Pac-12 to start their season. But then you're going to sit there and go back and say, well, we know we said a minimum six games because it's Ohio State. We're going to make an exception. It's a sticky situation because I know me, you that they won't have Indiana's vote. Yeah, They're not having not, Indiana's vote. It's, it's totally unfair to Indiana because Indiana playing in a conference championship does wonders for them recruiting-wise. Like Even if they're not going to be in the Final Four, like Indiana being able to you know, virtually go into living rooms and tell people, hey, we're going in the right direction. We're playing in the Big Ten title game. To snatch that from underneath them for one school would be totally unfair to Indiana. But fair is a place where they judge pigs. Yeah, Life ain't fair. Also, NBA, as we get an inching closer here, I think we've got our first preseason game this Friday. Um, Are you, know, you serious? Yeah, Lakers, Damn, that slipped on Lakers them. play Clippers Friday. Uh, don't, don't, don't expect to see LeBron well, in that no, game. Well, no, no. They've already said that they're not going to be for preseason. But, yeah, we're a couple days for the first preseason game. Uh, but you have a situation now that, um, uh, you know, James Harden has kind of narrowed it down and pretty much said, yeah, he's accepting a trade to the 76ers. Uh, that's according to Wojo. I mean, he did report yesterday. Uh, but I think, you know, kind of the damage is done. And I, I But I just feel like kind of what I said, if you missed yesterday's show, that it's going to take one of these gyms, the owners, as a tandem to stand up to one of these guys and just say, look, man, you're, you're just going to have to – if you don't want to play, you're going to lose salary. We're not going to play you, but a fortune this year, you got to play. We have no intentions to trade you. And then basically, you know, we'll revisit this maybe next offseason. And stay to that. The player's going to play. Eventually the player's going to play because if you don't – you're gonna ruin your. You're gonna ruin the brand right. and that and that thing. You know, eventually, I don't care who it is, they're gonna have to come play because for one, they're gonna be in breach of contract. They're not gonna get paid, and eventually, gonna do. I just think a lot of these teams that get in this situation where they end up giving the team and giving the individual what they want to do are they automatically? It's the fear of like, yo, we might have something good. We're gonna ruin this whole season for this guy if he don't want to be here. We're going to let him walk and not get anything if he's going to leave in free agency. I, instead of somebody just looking like, no, if it means it's screws, we gonna, we, we, we're, we're going to stand our ground and you're going to fulfill the contract until we decide if we're going to go ahead and trade you or not, if it's the best interest to us. And really, as the Houston Rockets and the owner in Houston, it's not in their best interest to change James Harden. Because at the end of the day, it, there's Are going sure? to— No, I don't think it is. Not at this point where Russell's already gone— at the end of the day, you got you know there are teams in the NBA that are built to sell tickets and entertain people on an eighty-two game schedule. And yes, and not be forty-one home games. Absolutely, to entertain people for forty-one home games. So not to champion. And sometimes you fl- you you influx out of that category. Some years it's like yo, we're back and make a run at the Final Four or basically one of the championship teams. There's other teams you can be there a couple years and then you fall back and say, hey, with that, Houston's in that situation that if you let go, the reason why I say it's not beneficial them let go James Harden because if you lose James Harden what is this sense this incentive for even fans when they start having fans to come back to get behind the team or to go buy merch or do whatever when you sell your biggest asset off like that when you're trying to recoup from money you've lost in even in the pandemic year last year it depends on what you get in return if you I mean if you're getting I mean I'm not I don't think he has the star power of um James but, I mean, if you're getting Embiid or Ben Simmons or you're getting Kyrie, it's not going to be the same. But you have something where a percentage of the people that do go or do watch or do purchase merchandise 
you have some star power there. It's not going to be the same. Okay, it's, that's you're going to take a, t- a couple steps back, but it okay. depends on what you get in return. Okay, that's fair. That's a, that's a good take, but let me come back and ask you this. Okay, if you're the 76ers, your book... If it goes to the adage, if we know he doesn't want to be there already, why are we gonna get why are we gonna get naked for you just to get him if we know you don't want to be there? That that that's the other thing of this. Like, but you know what's weird about that? Because in the NBA, it usually works out to where they 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 st- even though they know the guy doesn't want to be there, they still do get naked for 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 that deal. The only one that you can say the exception that didn't happen in the last five six years, and that's down in his backyard in San Antonio with Kawhi. Because 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 we didn't make Toronto get naked for Kawhi, you know. No. So, yeah, so I mean, that, he, that's, especially that's when you look at the Pelicans, the Pelicans have a bright future, but AD was up this year. You know, right. they, they could have rolled it out one more year, but they decided to get naked anyways. So that's the one who really had the opportunity to take that stand that you're talking about. Right. And they were like, you know what? I like what they're offering in return. Brandon Ingram, most improved player of the year. You get Lonzo Ball. You get Josh Hart. You get a plethora of picks. So they got naked anyway because they were they they pro- if they lose him just to free agency, which they would have, they wouldn't have those players. And see, that's the reason why I say maybe a team like the Pelicans couldn't afford to take that stand Mm-mm. because for one, they're in New Orleans, they're competing with the Saints. New Orleans is not a, a big destination place. I don't care if they do do have drafted Zion, um, but I think that's why they. I don't fault them no more. The Rockets, I mean. They're, the Rockets, they, it's they're, Jan- now with Westbrook gone, John Wall is really not a draw. They really have nothing. If they let him go, they, they're, it's really going to depend on what they get back because once James Harden leaves, whether it be free agency or trade, it's really they're really lacking star power as far as merch and ticket sales and things of that nature. I just think when it, when it talks about taking a hit for the team, I, I just think that Houston is in a position that they could do it and just say, no, we're not doing it because – they're not a champ. They're not going to have championship aspirations. No. They've sold out one of their other pieces. Sold off one of their pieces of Westbrook. They've got a new coach, a rookie coach at that. First time on the head job. You could sit there and say, "Hey, look, man, if it screws up the chemistry in the locker room, do whatever. We got the rod and grit our teeth for these seventy-two games and deal with it." But we're not moving them because eventually, I think Houston can bounce back from this. Houston's a market where they can get players to come play. They can get there. They'll eventually bounce. A team like New Orleans probably would have not never recovered if they not got anything from Good that. Point. Besides, maybe the future, the hope of what Zion can do. So that's on that. But I just, I just don't know what the owners do. I don't know how the Adam Silva stops this. I really don't. Because it'll be another, I mean, and, and this is, we're not talking, we go through this once every 8, 10, 15 years in the NBA. It's every year now. We're going through it at least every other year, every no, other every season. every year. Okay, well, to me, it feels like, because you had, just in three years, you had Kawhi, then you had Anthony Davis, now we're at James Harden, Russell Westbrook. So this has been three years in a row. And, you know, another part of it is, I mean, how can I blame the players if they can keep getting away with it? It's like a bad relationship. If you're going to allow me to treat you like crap, do what I want to do, come and go as I please and cheat on you, and you keep taking me back and you let me stay, uh, or just like a child, if you let a child do what they want at home, they're going to embarrass you in public. So you're, and it's human nature to do what you can get away with. And that's mm-hmm. what NBA players are doing. Like, hey, man, you saw what he did? Uh, I think I, this start, like, don't forget Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. He did it to Denver. Don't forget Dwight Howard did it to Orlando. Yeah. This isn't this isn't something new. It's just social media is bigger, the media is bigger. It's just it's just on a bigger scale now. No, Kevin I agree. Love Kevin Love did it to Minnesota. This isn't this isn't anything new. So it's been a problem for going on a decade. 
Well, like Kevin it's Love, just, it's just more now. Kevin Love, it felt like he did his in covert. Like no, everybody left Kevin Love. Yeah, everybody like, left Kevin like, Love oh, alone. Okay. Kevin okay. didn't get any heat. Hey man, stay woke. But anyway, um, <laughs> um I don't know, man. They ain't got that prominent NFL, man. It's like you hey, can't in NFL. No. You can't. They'll send you home. Like oh no. oh, you're not oh you're not gonna show up. Well, here's a hundred thousand dollar fine per day. A man they just gave a hundred million in guarantee. They benched him for a second round pick of of that. Speaking of Carson Wentz of Philly, and that's that's one of those that it's just like I mean the NFL is a little bit different, which we didn't really get into that. I mean Philly Philly didn't punt it on the season. I mean they're just basically using these last few games as bad as their division is. You consider this a punt? Oh, it's it, they got to figure out what they got in Jalen Hurts. This is a what Philly fan needs to realize. This ain't about. This 2020 season, this Carson Wentz situation, this is lingering into 2021. And you're going to probably have one of the most stressful. Speaking of the front office, they're going to have one of the most stressful off seasons than any team out of 32 teams in the National Football League is the Philly because what they're the situation they put themselves in. There's a couple teams since we're since that's the theme of the show. It seems like I think there's a few teams out there that wouldn't mind getting naked for Carson Wentz. If you think the rest of the league, the rest of the league's GMs have given up on Carson Wentz, no, like I don't have, think. They no, have I know that. Too. I'm just saying there's some teams that'll get naked for Carson Wentz. But I, would I know say one proceed, of them resides in the Windy City. Well, I would say proceed with that caution a little bit on Carson. Even what? though I'm high on Carson, yeah, because there's other reasons with that. Okay. But we'll get to the rest of the document. We get back and listen to the sports grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Double Dates Pizza. Keep in mind, the newest location in San Antonio is in the Alamo Ranch location. They have the drive through and they still have their Leon Springs location. That is Double Dates Pizza, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, all right, so we'll circle back around and continue to talk some NBA, but let's get to uh, the NFL as we finally put a bow um, on week 13 or was it 14 uh, yesterday? I think it was week 13, mm-hmm. uh, week 13 yesterday. And that's what the Cowboys uh, went on to travel and take on the struggling Baltimore Ravens. And I guess this is when you're down and you're not performing well and your quarterback's down and your defense is kind of there and the whole team has and you got uh, three different strains of COVID-19 running through your building. The Cowboys is what the doctor ordered. Wow. To get you off of that snide. Wow, um, that's disrespectful. Well, it's facts. I'm not saying you're not lying, but yeah. that's disrespectful. I mean, well, look, man. I mean, this is the thing. Um Cow, if I if I remember right, I think the Cowboys gave up 305 yards of rushing to the Cleveland Browns. Yes, almost 300 last night. And Demarcus Lawrence said, "We vowed that that wouldn't happen. We've got to make changes again. This is not going to happen." What week did they play Cleveland in the Browns? It was like five, four. Okay, somewhere up there. So here we are again, months later, a couple months later, and they go to the Ravens. And they give up almost 300 yards again on the run, on the ground. Um, when you give up that much, do you is that bros and Joes, or you feel like that's heart want effort? 
that's basically not understanding of what you got guys on the D line that don't understand what gap control means. At this point, everyone's playing for themselves. That too, but because it, a defensive line works, um, like you're supposed to do certain things to help make plays, help the linebackers make plays. It's not all about you going to make a tackle. You taking on a double team, things like that. So you feel like guys are just playing for themselves. Yeah, but you're not. You're not listening. You're. You're. It's based stopping the. And this is what's crazy. And I've heard the this a lot. Lamar today, which Jackson is true. ran was like. That looked like practice, and he had on a red jersey. What's embarrassing if you're a Dallas fan is that your team, first of all, they rank dead last, obviously, in the defense overall, I think, and they're damn dare last in the run. But y'all, they're so awful against the run and in an era in a league to where it's so easy to pass. That's embarrassing. Like you, like the, like people go in to play the Dallas Cowboys saying, hey, don't worry about pass. We're going to run it. We'll run it. The rules are set up to make it easier to pass, and people choose to know we're going to run it on Dallas. It is hard for a team to give up almost 600 yards rushing in two games on a 17-week game schedule in one season. That is that's that's to me. Whether you say it's guys not playing for each other, doing their own thing, that's gap control, Simon. And when you talk about the linebackers, I mean, last night. And 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 probably going back to the Washington Thanksgiving game, and going back to yesterday, Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch have been two chickens with their heads cut off running around in the hen house. They're lost back there, man. Uh, Van Der Esch got Van Der Esch got went on a fake Lamar. Like you just go look at. It. I mean, he owned it after the game, but this is just bad, bad just assignment and technique. Um, they're giving up 168 rushing yards per game. The closest team to them is the Houston Texans at 151. And after that, the closest is, uh, 132 by Kansas City. So yeah, they're giving up almost a buck 70 per game on the ground. I just I I like I said it, I, I said at the beginning of this whole thing after Dak went down I, I just think this is one of those that what makes it more disheartening if you're a Dallas fan is like this is going down and it's obvious that the team needs a restructure and a retool and built on the offensive line and they need defensive help in the back end and all that but this is all happening and stuff like this normally happens when a team is going to go into the next year or within two years they look and say, you know what, we're going to have about a hundred and hundred fifty million dollars of spending cap money to fix all these problems. This they is happening to this is happening to a team that has a wide receiver who is basically making twenty million or something like that almost a year in Mari Cooper. We have basically a pass rusher into Marcus Lawrence, who's making $21 million a year. That is a pedestrian. We've got, um, we, we've got a guy gave him a hometown discount, but we still got a Jalen Smith. Like I said, that looks lost like Vanderish that just got a new contract or whatever. That's the problems that pretty much are the challenges with the Dallas Cowboys going forward is they've got so many holes to fix, but they've got, like I said, they, he, he sold out over a quarter billion dollars in contracts in the last 18 months on a team that was really needing a rebuild. And Mike McCarthy just looks like he's, I mean, Mike McCarthy looks lost. And it's one of those situations where no matter how bad it gets the remaining month left of the season, he's not going to be one and done. I mean, he's coming back, but I will just tell you that, um, 
Prime do, example. Go ahead. I yesterday. Got a, I got a question after you're done. Yes. Okay, well, give me the question first so I, don't, I, I won't do forget you, my point. Um, with Jerry and Steve. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Is your heating system ready for colder weather? An annual heating system tune-up from McCarthy Services will help make sure your system is working properly and efficiently to keep you warm and save money on your heating costs. Schedule your annual heating system tune-up today with McCarthy Services for only $29. That's right, only $29. But do it fast. This outstanding special ends soon. Call 866-838-1432 for details. License number 2705-142-9478. McCarthyHomeServices.com even are, you know, are, when they're sitting home watching it, have they seen enough to make them say, we got to give Dak whatever he wants? Does it, has it, and I'm not, I'm not talking from Calvin, mm-hmm. from Calvin's TV or Sam's TV. I'm talking about put yourself in Jerry's suit and Jerry's suite and Steven's suit and Steven's suite. Have they seen enough to be like, damn. We do have to do. We do have to fold to his demands because, I, or is it to the point where it's like that's that's the thing that can fix all of our problems? No. Do they see it that way? Like no. if we have Dak, we're above five hundred. No. Do they see it like that? No. I, I think no. I think they look at it from the prof- not from radio guy, but they look at it from a business and they look at it from a standpoint of football minds that, uh, and I say that lightly when I talk about the Joneses, but football minds that sit there and say, "Wow." Dak covered up for them, but we got a lot more problems with Dak. I mean, I think what it has opened their eyes to like what life could be without Dak, but it does it do I even though I might say, you see, I told you, look how much stuff he covered up. Does no, it, I know why you does, see does it. it. But does it mean that Jones and them are gonna sit there and say, We just give Dak what he wants and that fixed the problem? No, they're not. I'm not even gonna say that. All I'm saying is, is that this if you don't have Dak can cover this up to give you a shot in week 15, 16, 17, even in a year that the division is not terrible like this, that we've got a shot without Dak Prescott and be able to fix these other problems and holes we talk about. It takes a couple of years. They didn't build that good offensive line overnight. That was three or four drafts. So in regards to build a draft, to build a back end and the, the defense and all that, Dak allows us to still have a chance while we fix these things. Okay. I got a question but, for yeah. both of y'all. Okay. He went down the Giants game, right? Okay. Well, I'm going to go down the losses. They're three and nine. I'm going to go down the losses, and you'll give me the ones that you feel like those are games that they would have won should had Dak been in uniform. Mm-hmm. Okay, they lost to the Cardinals 38-10. to 10. Do they win that game with Dak there? No, because I think that's a more competitive game, and I don't okay. think they get a stop and came to stop. I would say maybe not. I agree. The defense still yeah. okay. lets them down. Next there. game, I think we'll all agree. They the Washington mud, stomped the mud hole in them, twenty-five to three. They, I think they, they, I think they, they win get that, that one, right? They win that game. Okay. Um, after that, they lost to the Eagles. I think we agree they probably they win, win that, that game. They win yep. that game. Okay. That Steelers game. Do they come out with that same intensity and the and the urgency that they had if Dak is there? Do they win that Steelers yeah, game? If or they, they still play lose? like that and you had Dak, they could probably win that game. Yes. 
I'd still say that's going to be a loss. Okay. That's what I, I was. I, I agree with you on it's that. Okay. One. It's close. We'll agree with. Okay. They, end, with they beat the Vikings that next week again. Washington that comes through the buildings on Thanksgiving. They lose forty-one sixteen. They went on Thanksgiving with Dak. Yeah, I mean that game was twenty-one to sixteen with twelve oh, minutes left. One hundred percent right. And then last night, the Ravens thirty-four seventeen. Ravens coming in on a three-game losing streak, not being able to do anything. Like I said, three strains of COVID in their facilities. Uh, they're probably looking at a four-game skid on that. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would feel better about that being a win than I would the Pittsburgh. Win, I'll give you that, sure. Sam. So I'll got give you that. One, two. Three, four, five. So that's a five different win. So y'all, they, because what they're three and nine. That's twelve games. So they could possibly be eight and four with that, according to the way we just ran that down. I mean, I would say six and six. Is- at worst, I would, I would at say worst. that. I would yeah. say that. I think with a healthy Dak, they're still a five hundred team right now, or, or a little above, or maybe a game above. They're not eight and three. Eight four. They're not. I mean, we had two weeks of him healthy through. We saw what it was going to be. They were going to be in a shootout. They were going to need him to give them a chance, and that's the Andy Dalton can't go to a shootout. Okay. He can't play Wild Wild West. Can't do it. But I just think to answer your real question, I'll get to my other point when we get back, but I okay. think to answer your question, no, I think they're looking at it to where, like, we've got, yes, Dak, we're showing the value of Dak, but no, it's not that if we just open the checkbook, give Dak what we want, that fix a problem. No, because anybody that watches football know football. I don't care. I'm a, I'm a Dak supporter, but I can sit there and tell you there's other problems besides just Dak. My whole thing is just to show that I thought – I knew they were going to be a different Dallas team without Dak because I just know what he's been covering up for the last couple of years, but I didn't see them being this god-awful on defense. I knew they were going to be a bad defensive team, but not not record-setting like what they're doing uh, this in the 2020 season. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Drive, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Smoothie King, Smoothie King at the Rim. Keep in mind, they have a variety of different flavors to choose from. Make sure you choose their immune builders as well, too. Keep your immune systems up and safe. That is Smoothie King, official sponsor of the Sports Drive. Um. Okay, back to Dallas. Okay, so yeah, that's my question on that. They, that's why I think this is a tough situation for them because they don't even have. I the just, cap I would space love to, to be a fly on the wall with Jerry and Steven and have their conversations just to wonder where they're at mentally with what they're seeing. Again, I mean, I, Dak's a hard worker. I think Dak is going to attack his rehab like he attacks the way he plays the game. Did oh, you, go ahead, Sam. Did you hear what they said last night? No, what did he say? I missed it. He he's already in the weight room doing squats again. Are you serious? Yeah, squatting. Yeah, they didn't say what weight, but I mean any weight, anything. Yeah, I don't care if he's lifting in a backpack. It's mm-hmm. insane. No, yeah. that's so. Thank you, Sam. That just kind of proved my point. I think he's going to attack his rehab the same way he attacked the game. He's going to take advantage of. It. He's going to be back a hundred percent healthy. But I would just love to know what what are they thinking. 
Like, damn, well, we what what do we do from this point on? Well, I like, think I would every, love to know. But I think every GM and 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 every GM has to think about that. Every GM is thinking about that in the NFL at this time of year, especially if you're out of contention, so you're not going to be a playoff team. They're already moving on and getting ready for 2021, especially in the type of year that we've had with the COVID and the challenges and stuff. I don't think that's any different than Steven and Jerry. I, I just think that they they see the value more than what they could before with Dak. But to sit there, I mean, like I told you when this went down, they're going to franchise tag him again uh, next year. But Edward, that's still going to be at a big number that affects the cap, and you got these other. It's just it's a bad football team with some hefty contracts that normally, and I'm going to stick to that, it's a bad football team with some hefty contracts that are normally not on a team that looks like they need to rebuild. And that's a sticky situation. Hmm. Back to last night and the situation at hand when we talk about the coaching staff and, and this and that. First year, Prime man. example, first year. I don't care if it's the first month. It is one-on-one high school Apache uh, Mustang Pop Warner Outlaws. one-on-one when you're sitting there in a game that you're an underdog, by the way, a game that basically you're just coming off of a 40 beatdown, almost a 50-point beatdown against Washington, and you're trying to gain some momentum. Okay. It's before halftime. I'm listening. And everybody on that sideline – with three timeouts in the pocket, let a delay of game take place to push the kicker back a five more yards and end up missing the kick that probably that would have put you in the halftime only down by three points or four points. And that's the most animated that's coaching you, that's the most animated you've seen Mike McCarthy on the sideline of all the crap that has happened because he was staring. I just hate that they had to be masked up because you could really see what he was saying if he had a mask on, that he's looking down there at the sideline. The coaches that what is specialties? Why is not somebody, even whether it's the center, the kid, we they got three time they don't carry over, they don't parlay over to the second half. You don't you don't go to the second half with six timeouts because we didn't use one in the first half. But are you that's blaming that on coaching? I think that is that is on coaching. That's uh, Wait, that's on everybody. Did they everybody. have a timeout? Did they have a timeout? Rudy, they had three. Oh, wow, then that's coaching. That's why Mike McCarthy was so pissed, and that's why he was looking at the side, looking like, dude, what are we doing? Like, and ironically, they ain't got just they ain't got Tucker, even though uh, you know my man, uh, you know um, Who? what's my man um, Joe Buck. Gave my man the announcer jinx yesterday, uh, uh, Tucker, mm-hmm. best kicker in the game. Um, said, hey, he's 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 hit 35 straight under 40 yards. <laughs> Bam. It, and Troy Aikman called. He's like, oh, you just jinxed him. And he paused it. Sure enough, man, Tucker uh, shot that over. Dallas didn't have Tucker. That five-yard make a difference from a kicker. We've seen missed kicks already this season. That sums their season up right there. No time. Three timeouts. And we're going to take a delay. Like, the clock is right there. Everybody's watching the clock. Like, what are y'all looking at? And it's like, we got three timeouts. Nobody called a timeout to save five-yard penalty. Ten yard would end up being probably the difference. Not that they're going to win the game if it weren't for that, but it's a different well, momentum. It's saying. probably a closer game. You go into com- the 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 uh, locker room with some more confidence, but you put in the docket, no, they didn't do what Washington is doing. No, no they didn't do what Giants have done because it comes down Giants to Giants have where- a first-year staff as well and Washington. But that's not like they're head and shoulders better than the Cowboys. They look better prepared than the Cowboys. And Washington's dealing with more stuff. In the, like I've said, it, uh, well documented on this show, Washington is more in a turmoil as an organization that Ron Rivera and Alex Smith and those guys are having to work under than it is with the Dallas Cowboys and them. It's, 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 a, it's, a, bad, it's a bad situation. It really is. 
Uh, but, you know, we'll see what's up, man. I mean, they only got a few games left. But last night was their stand. I mean, I'm pretty sure I, you know, this is a two-team. I don't care. Not mathematically eliminated, whatever. This is a two-team race for the NFC East, and that's the Giants and the Washington football team. Um, Tweet for you, at Nathan underscore Narco. Damn. Hold on, Joel. I don't know if I need to be reading your tweets. You've got Narco in your, in your mm-hmm. handle, but... Tell Cal, leave us alone. We're already suffering, man. Way to kick a man when he's down. We steal them boys. Uh, LJ810227. His wife doesn't know he has Twitter. Um, even with Dak, this team was still bad. They were struggling in the Giants game before he got injured. And uh, at Terry underscore R, but if Jerry pays Dak, how do they fix the holes? Which is well, what I was well, asking. Well, well, the other thing to that last tweet, I would say, well, how does he fix them now with all the other people he already paid? I'm not going to let them lose sight of that. I mean, the focus point is Dak, but they already paid these other guys that's going to help them. Even if they franchise tag and don't give Dak, his money's going to hurt them, able to fix it. That's what the big cluster, you know what is about it. And um, the other one about, well, Dak, they were struggling with the Giants, whatever. With the Dak team as bad as his team is and the division is, they're going to win the division this year with a healthy Dak. Whether it was six and ten, five eleven, that so that whoever tweeted that, well, they were struggling with Josh. No, man, Dak Prescott is basically they win this division with Dak Prescott. Did they win a playoff game with Dak Prescott? Probably, maybe not with this deep or whatever, whatever it is. But they 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 win the NFC East with a healthy yeah, I, Dak Prescott. Yeah, I, I, I mean, come the on, man. Looks. They made the playoffs by default. Seven three six nine seven sixty. You listen to the sports grind. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by First Serve Tennis. First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. Uh, they have all the name brand and apparel uh, and rackets and apparel. And also they have same-day professional racket restringing and repair. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the Sports Grunt. Okay, so uh, moving on uh, from Dallas. So the Ravens get a win. They stopped their three-game uh, winning streak. And before the game, Dez got pulled off the field. Dez thought he was going to get a shot at his old team. Yeah, Dez said it wasn't about scoring a touchdown or none. He just said he had a point to prove. You know, with the Achilles, with the way he was, you know, let go in Dallas, then, you know, he's out for a while. Then he gets a shot with the New Orleans Saints. Then, you know, he tears his Achilles. Then it's a year and a half, two years of him trying to get back in the league. Then you finally get on the field a couple weeks ago, and then you have this happen, which led to him with the storm of tweets. And one of the tweets was like, yo, man, I'm just I'm shutting it down for the rest of the season. I think mentally Dez – Last night, mentally, like, it got to him. Like, everything he's been through kind of got to him. I don't think he's going to shut it down for the season. But in that moment, and then, of course, it's against your old team, that he 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 was he was super frustrated. Probably not even frustrating, probably the word. Probably just, like, a moment of depression. You know what I mean? Like, damn, you know what, man? Screw this season. I'm out. So I felt this pain on that one because Dez busted his ass to get back where he was. You know, mm-hmm. Dez made good money with Dallas. He probably could sit up and chill. But he busted his ass to get back in the league. And then for COVID to take you out right before, like not on Thursday. I mean, what was yesterday? Not on Monday, not on Sunday, not on Saturday. 
you're out there warming up and they're like, yo, Dez, get your ass off the field. You you got the 19. Come on. Mm. That sucks. Yeah. And I mean, it's really ran rapid through that organization. And like I said, that's why, you know, yesterday was kind of almost a break for them to get that game uh, against Dallas, a team that, you know, kind of struggled or whatever. Um you know, at the first couple of drives, I thought Dallas was really going to give a better effort overall. But, I mean, it's not that much better than than the effort they gave against Washington. So uh, that's kind of what it is. Also, sticking to the NFL, you had talked to me about uh, Pittsburgh. You had asked me about the confidence level. Steve. Well, keep in mind, I forget, who, who did they beat? They barely beat, and Tomlin was not – he wasn't happy about the way they looked. I know how you're talking about. I can't remember exactly. Um, I'm gonna, I want to know who it was. Oh, man. Who was it? Damn it. Computer. Whenever you're trying to hurry up and get an answer, the computer or the iPad or whatever gives you the crap. Well, whatever. A couple of weeks ago, they won a game, and Tomlin was like, hey, I don't like the way we looked. You go back to a couple of weeks ago versus Dallas, they almost lose that game. Oh, yeah, it was the Ravens. The Ravens, they barely beat the Ravens. He didn't like that. A few weeks before that, they almost lose to the Cowboys, and then they finally lose to Washington. But, you know, they were your pick prior to the season started to go to the Super Bowl. Now they've also, while while T.J. Watt is clearly the defensive player of the year, leads in sacks, leads in tackles for losses, leads in QB pressures, as of right now, T.J. Watt is the defensive player of the year in my eyes. But they did lose Bud. Have you? Does that look like a team that can beat that can dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs to you? We, even with all the problems and the injuries that they have, does that look like a team that can go into a shootout with Kansas City and dethrone them? I, I would say, can they? Yeah, um, because I feel like you know the whole thing of going. I mean, you make it eleven and zero, even if it's in a pandemic year. Not it's eleven and zero. I think the injuries to uh, Bud. Foster and Bush, they will definitely uh, hurt them when they get a, a team like Kansas City. But with that said, Kansas City's not very good stopping the run. Now the thing with what the thing no, with Kansas Pittsburgh City gives up a buck thirty two. So a game. the thing in the pit, the one thing running the ball, but, good, but the though. one thing Pittsburgh doesn't do good right now is run the ball. But if you go up against a team like that, it can make anybody look like they run the ball. Uh, number two. I would say yes and not Kansas City. They could still be the team to beat because the forecast of the playoffs, I don't see anybody um, that's going to be eligible for the playoffs that is going to have just this stellar defense that's going to be able to contain their offensive attack minus even a running game. I know in the playoffs you got to run the ball, you got to stop the run. But I'm, there's, I mean, most likely, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they went out, they could have a chance. But, I mean, we're not looking at seeing a, a, one of their nemesis and Mike, uh, Mike Thomas' nemesis is Bill Belichick. I don't think they're going to get there. I mean, that's the only thing. Kansas City, like I said, you can run the ball on them. You can run the ball on them. As long as you don't have a guy uh, by the name of offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, you'll keep running the ball on them. Like, I mean, like Sunday night, I was like, yo, man, they can't stop the run. Why are you, you, you the, the guy that's go like, come on. So with that said, yeah, I'm finna never take that. Um, you love, man, get off Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer sucks, man. He's part of that good. There's no reason. That's what I'm saying. Everybody down on lock. We don't know what we got in lock with that guy, Pat Shermer. We really don't. Like, Gangs King Arillo was doing a way better job than him. But let's stick back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just feel, yes, they can still be the team in the AFC to come because Kansas City, like I said, Kansas City's defense is not playing at the level they were when they were at the end Do of the year last to? year. Yes, I believe they still have to. Cal, are you watching? Are we watching the same Chiefs? Yeah, we watching the same. Rudy, 
they basically lost to the Raiders this year as the one loss. Yes. There's other games that's basically taking Patrick Mahomes to put the super uh, super cape on to get them out but of that's their what state. They pay. That's why they gave him $400 million. I understand that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to do you have a chance with that team? And I think a team that can put up points with them being Pittsburgh, I do think they would still have a chance on them. I mean, if Kansas City's defense was playing a little bit better and they could stop throwing, they do that, then I'll probably sit there and say, no, that's the thing. But we're not, again, I'll say this all the time. We're not talking four out of seven, man. We're talking about one day. One day right. that day. That's true. So now, not, you you don't got to be Patrick Mahomes and Andy Chief and Andy Reid and Tyreek Hill and all them in and four out of seven. Enemy. It's, uh, like I said, Andy Reid, wow. Tyreek Hill. You ain't got to beat them black one on time. One time. 736-976. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. Get running this fall at Dunkin' with $2 medium iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of Dunkin's delicious iced coffee, like their signature original blend. Or treat yourself to mocha, caramel, or the fall favorite, pumpkin. Always freshly brewed, made just the way you like it. Make time for happy hour and enjoy a $2 medium iced coffee from 2 to 6 p.m. Washington, D.C. runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Get running this fall at Dunkin' with $2 medium iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of Dunkin's delicious iced coffee, like their signature original blend. Or treat yourself to mocha, caramel, or the fall favorite, pumpkin. Always freshly brewed, made just the way you like it. Make time for happy hour and enjoy a $2 medium iced coffee from 2 to 6 p.m. Washington, D.C. runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Rudy J, Sam, spin the one and twos. This next segment is going to be presented by GT Bets. It's game time. Get in the game. Don't forget, GT Bets, if you use the promo, if you go to their referral box and use the word grind, they'll match you 150% up on your deposit, all the way up to 500 on your first deposit. Um, and up to, I uh, think, 250 on your second second deposit. And also, don't forget, fill out your favorite team, whether it's the Spurs, whether the Cowboys, whoever it might be, and you'll get that half a point they'll give you for free. Again, that is GT Bet's official sponsor of the Sports Grind. And right now, it's about that time. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. So this is our uh, midday report here. It's time to uh, check in with James, CEO from Sharpside Sports. How you doing this Wednesday, James? I'm doing good. I missed you guys last week. Yeah, man. It's been a couple weeks since we talked to you on the airways. I know we had your brother in here on on Friday. Yeah, John. So, yeah, it's it's been a minute. Uh, We've had a few things that's happened. Yeah, for sure. We definitely have. Yeah. Um, I guess you guys want to start with the state of the sports book or or go straight to college basketball. Well, yeah, you can do the state of the sports book because I do have a couple questions. uh, Main question for you in the college basketball scene I want to ask you. But, yeah, what what you got on the state of sports book? What's going on? 
So it was great for the books uh, for a couple reasons. And the biggest one, obviously, is that the Seahawks took care of the Giants. Uh, now, there's over 90% of the handle was on the uh, against the spread. So most of the betters had Seattle, which means, obviously, the books cashed there with Giants winning outright. But it also took out a ton of the teasers. Um, I think I saw something on Visa, and they said 90% of the teasers had either uh, Tennessee plus three in it or Seattle, um, which obviously both those teams lost. So they really cashed in. Um, and then the big one, too, was Vegas. Everyone likes to fade the Jets. Uh, that's no surprise. It's been like that all season. Um, and that was a huge handle as well. I think it was like 75% of the handle was on uh, Vegas to cover. But there was one better who had a $250,000 ticket uh, on the Jets against the spread. So, um, he, uh, yeah, he didn't need the, the, the Hail Mary. I guess they didn't really uh, yeah. the spread. But that's a, that's a tough uh, – tough one to, to, to place there you kind of just uh, take your medicine and, and take the value but hmm. um i guess that's that's the reason why it wasn't a huge huge day is because they had that one big ticket but still a really good sunday for the books yeah that's i mean that's some interesting fun facts there i think uh you know as we've been preaching on these segments uh for the last weeks now the month of how the challenges of how these books and i and i think a lot that gets under uh, swept under the rug that don't know is, I mean, it's it's kind of hard for the line setters, too, to set these lines. Uh, if we're just talking about football, college, or NFL, when you have the factor of a COVID year with the fan base, no fans, and all that, because I've, I've seen weird, you know, lines that are based off, even on home teams, because really there's no home field advantage. Uh, but And that kind of segues me into uh, a little bit of the college basketball, because I've seen sharp side kind of ranch it up a little bit uh, more on the college basketball scene. Uh, we're getting underway. Uh, but my question kind of with you is kind of with that line setting. Um, you know, we're dealing with 18 and 19-year-old kids for the most part when you're talking about college basketball. And and really when you look at um, these these games, these early on, I mean, we've had some cancellation problems as well, but when you go to handicapping these games and you look at these spreads, the thing that's interesting to me, James, is how do you think they go about it and how are you going about it in regards to your methods and your handicapping when you look at these basketball games that every game, whether we talk the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, which a lot of people think Big 12 is one of the deepest conferences this year so far, even though we're early. Yeah. But how do you cap it when almost all these games are pretty much a neutral site game with no fans? Mm. I mean, it's pretty much a neutral to- game with no fans. Yeah. Yeah, and I think as the season goes on, these books are going to start adjusting and making uh, more accurate lines when you look at the home and away spread. For us, we're, we're just kind of taking the, the home field out of it. Um, but uh, it all really kind of depends on the matchup and non-conference, uh, especially when you're talking about the small sample size of the season we have so far. So Duke is 0-4 against the spread this year at home, um, but they haven't, they've played two tough teams in Illinois and, and uh, Michigan State, while Texas Tech is 4-0. Uh, at home this year, and they haven't played a single team inside the top 300 in Ken Palm's ranking. Uh, now, I am in, in the camp that I do think dogs are going to be barking big time <laughs> this year, uh, especially when you see conference uh, start to be played and you get those higher spreads like nine or eight, um, especially in a conference like Big 12 or Big 10. Big 10 is extremely deep this year. It, those and typically, the Big Ten is where you see a huge home field, home court advantage, not home field, home court advantage, um, because those crowds are crazy. Assembly Hall is notorious for being a tough place to play. Um, but it, you also, we always talk about relevant, relevancy of trends, right? Like that's one of our thing where you, you and that goes to splits as well for home and away. Um, and you have to look at the nucleus of a team. So, like for instance, the, the best home team against the spread going back to last year, uh, the four big ones are Iowa. They're fifteen and four. Uh, Ohio State is fifteen and five. 
Arkansas is 14 and 8, and St. John's is 14 and 8. Well, a team like Iowa, you can kind of, I guess, predict that they're still going to continue this trend of being incredible at home. We actually hit them last night uh, against North Carolina uh, when they had a small spread. Uh, but that's just because they have that nucleus that's been there. Garza, um, Bohannon, those guys have been there for a while. So you can t- can you so you can predict that that trend's gonna gonna be the same. Whereas Ohio State, they lost the Western brothers, um, and then Carton uh, transferred. So their nucleus isn't there. So that trend is more than likely probably gonna regress. Um, so just something to to keep in mind when you're looking at college basketball. But I, I'm with you, Calvin. I do think that dogs are going to be barking big time this year. Yeah, I mean, look at last night's game. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of sharps to know were heavy and pounded Illinois last night against Duke because first of all, you don't have the uh, Cam and Crazies there. A lot of people right. are high on Illinois this year. And then you look at the game earlier. Besides that one tipped off, you look at that Creighton at Kansas. I mean, Kansas hadn't lost a home game in forever, but that's a different type of feel because it's not a fan base at Kansas and. Creighton, you know, they covered. I think they were at like three and a half or four or somewhere yeah, was, like that. They, it, was, it was four. They closed at four. But, yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, those those are the two best examples, I think, what you just brought up, yeah. uh, Calvin, where you think uh, Kansas is notorious for having insane home field advantage or home court, and Duke is the same way. So, yeah, you can just kind of tell. But it, it was different. And you have to, to take in mind, too, with the teams and the states, too, because Kansas sounded louder than just 5,000 people or whoever many they said were in there. True. Um, whereas <laughs> as Duke, you could tell that it was it was just empty. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you could hear the players yelling at each other. But I think that's another thing to keep in mind, especially as COVID starts to ramp up. Really look at these states and see how many people are going to be allowed into that arena that day. The thing we've been talking about, we're joined by James of uh, Sharp Side Sports. Calvin was talking about earlier, we're about to start preseason what are some of the futures looking like on the NBA side, James, as far as – I mean, I know we're not giving it away. you got to sign up. But, yeah. I, mean, I mean, with well, this crazy, you know, 72 games, guys possibly sitting out, possibly being fine for sitting out on national right, on national right. televised games, are y'all, are y'all heavy on NBA futures this season? So, I, number one, I always hate – I mean, I, I'm all for player empowerment, but this where you can just sit out – and just pout your way out of a team situation. Right. It really gets under my skin. Same. I hate that it's, it's becoming a thing today in the NBA. Um, but when we when we talk about futures, we almost always look down the board. We never look at the top. So that's automatically going to take the Lakers and the Nets um, out of the conversation. Mm. Uh, for me, I, I am huge um, on the Dallas Mavericks. And I was last year. I, I got them uh, in play during the season at 40-1. to to win the championship. Now that was mainly for hedging reasons, which for our, our listeners out there who don't know what hedging means, that means you put a, a bet in on a high number like that uh, in hopes that you get an opportunity to quote unquote hedge your way out of that and still make a profit even if your team doesn't win. So I'm big on the Dallas Mavericks just because of the main reason that Luca's what, 21 and KP's 25. So you got to think those guys are going to progress in the right direction. I think if they can sneak in to a three or four seed, and I know KP's going to be hurt, you have hedging opportunity because you can't uh, avoid those big dogs like Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers. Um, and we really don't know how the Nuggets are still going to perform as well with the Warriors. So there's good opportunity there. Now on the East, it's a little bit, I want to say trickier in the way because one, okay, we don't know how Kevin Durant's going to play, what's going on with Kyrie. The Bucks, uh, who knows how they're going to play in the postseason. And you don't know if the Heat are going to be there at the end again. So when you're looking at picking a future, the main thing, obviously, is 
one, what kind of win equity do you have with them? And then two, what type of championship equity do you have? So it's hard to predict who actually might make that championship run. Um, so we're looking way down the board. And I'm thinking Philadelphia is a good one to put in right now, just simply because you never know what's going on with the Harden situation there, if they're going to trade someone or, or, or how they're going to work with Maury. And then also the Hawks. If the Hawks can somehow sneak in. I like a, the Hawks, five, James. I like them a yeah, lot. To, to a six or five or four seed. Right. And, and we know that, the, that more than likely Brooklyn with Kevin Durant is going to be great. We know more than likely that Giannis and the Bucks are going to be a one or two seed. But, but if they can sneak in the Hawks, that is, can sneak into a four, five, or six, you have an opportunity to play a Celtics team that we don't know how great they're going to be, Miami team that we don't know if they're going to be able to, to get that magic again or if they're going to have some type of hangover. Um, and then who knows what's going on with Philadelphia. I think they could be great, or, but they, they also could be a train wreck. So you have extreme hedging opportunity right now with the Atlanta Hawks at 80-1 to 1, to where if, if they even make the playoffs, you can at least make your money back on that That. And have some type of profit. And I I think also to add on what you're saying, James, is if you know, I don't really have a system in regards when it comes to futures. But even if you're doing this professionally, like kind of like you are, you you have a situation where with hedging on futures makes sense to where you want to look at some of them bottom. Uh, teams that are giving good value and high that you think no, no way because another part that a lot of people don't consider with futures, just your average casual public better, is the injury factor where you might put right. in a dog. I mean, take for example, just to know we're talking basketball, but go back to the uh, NFL. Look at the NFC East. Look what the futures were on the Washington football team or the Giants to win the division this year. Oh, and, yeah. and now, granted, yeah, no you know, we're not thinking of a Dak Prescott's ankle going one direction on a Sunday, a different direction yeah. and, you know, injuries and stuff. But the point is, is that if somebody just puts if you if you're doing that and you're talking about hedging, if you put something on that, look, I mean, right now it looks like we're at a two team race between Washington and Giants. And they were huge underdogs to even win the division. All the money was pretty much going toward Dallas or Philly. So that's oh, that's yeah. another way I to mean, look at it. For, for sure, yeah, you definitely have to. I mean, and just think about it in layman's term. You know, ten dollars on the Atlanta Hawks to win the the NBA Finals is ten to win eight hundred. You know, ten ten bucks on the Los Angeles Lakers is ten to win twenty. You know, so you just have to look at it in, in that perspective and say, okay, well, where can I really find the value? And I'm looking at this board, uh, and that's why we gravitate towards the bottom of it, uh, like many professionals do, especially in the COVID year. I mean, that's the thing with the NCAA. I mean, I, I, I love Gonzaga. I think they're fantastic. They're definitely going to make a deep run in the tournament, in my opinion. But to, to think in a COVID year where anything can happen, any player can be out in any game, yep. they're, I think, like even money right now. It just doesn't make sense to, to, to place a bet um, in these types of circumstances. All right, then, James, man, I appreciate you checking in appreciate with us you, uh, this Wednesday. We'll talk to you on Friday, man. All right, guys. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks, James. All right, James. Yeah. Um, see, see, I didn't know in the future, like, if you do an 80 to 1 on the Hawks, if they don't make the finals, you still make some money. I thought they had to win it all for you to win anything. Well, I it depends. I he, think it. He, he, I learned something. Yeah. New today. I think it also depends on the book, though, that you're placing it oh, with. Okay. I mean, it's, it's you know, depend, okay. it depends on, you know, the sports book that you're dealing with that they offer that opportunity. But I just think in regards to when you're doing that, if you are a futures player, it makes sense to where if you want to go chalk, but to at least put some value because they pay out big on some of the other ones. And the one thing's in Vegas and the line setters can't predict is injuries, and that always plays a factor uh, as well. Listen to the sports crime. We'll be back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world. The flow of the century. Oh, it's timeless. Oh. 
for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Tiger Sanitation. Keep in mind, Tiger Sanitation. If you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. They do a lot of great things in the community. Great company to work for. That's Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so... um, Finished watching that. I found watching that Selena deal. What'd you think? I don't like the I way like they the way. ended it. Well, it's going to be multiple I mean, seasons. I understand there's another one. I think they're just going to have one more season. Oh, I think okay. it comes out um, in April when she turns her 50th birthday. She would have been oh, 50. Oh, nice. wonder what she looked like at 50. Great. Um, like a, like a, like a, know. let me shut up. Okay. Like a full on snack. Um, that ain't no lunchable. That ain't no lunchable. You better pack a lunch. Bring a bloop. Yeah, you better pack a lunch with that. Hey, but you know what? Let me tell wow. you something. Um, so you'll eat that, but you won't at, take a vaccine. Well, that's a lot of people out there. I don't know about that vaccine in general. But you know what? I would just say that script writing is definitely making up for the, the casting. Looks. Yeah, It's just like, come on, man. If I'm, I mean, I know the family's at odds with Chris, but like, you don't have to do Chris like that. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, come on. And I and I think it's just, her, it's not even the girl's fault. She's doing what she can, but her mannerisms and everything and, you know, that, that swag is just not there, but the script writing and the, like we talked she about yesterday. She grew on me grind. as the series went on. She grew on me. Yeah, She's cute. but that's not her, though. That's not well, her. That's not about making it a look-alike. It's Rudy, about getting you, the story when right. When you tell, when you do a biography or true story about Bro. somebody, look, and, and, and let me tell you something. In the in the Hispanic community, Selena, that's like their Elvis yes. or Melon Monroe, okay? So when you do that and you're gonna do it for the second time, you you forget, you know, I don't know if you remember, but you know, when they did the first movie, when they did that, there was a big casting call that they even handled down I in San remember. Antonio. Okay? They were looking for anybody that could fit the description or whatever. And, I, and, you know, then there comes along, J-Lo gets the script, whatever. But at the end of the day, even when you decide to go ahead and do the second run around, you've got to capture somebody like that. You just can't. You've got to capture as much as the – you know you don't have to find somebody. No, you're not going to find somebody that looks just like her. But the mannerisms and the swag of the like, – you've got to make sure you do that when you're telling well, the story. I, I think, think that's a lack of disrespect. God bless the dead. Chadwick Boseman didn't look like James Brown to me. He just played the role. Uh, well. he, when they, they made did him some a, different when makeup they did and stuff. His they mannerism, did. though, and his all that, it was pretty close in the way he was acting, all that, the way he talked. Yes, yeah, sir. No, first of all, I watch Get On Up every yeah, time it comes yeah. on. Like, it's a classic. No. I'm just saying, I don't think he looked no. like James Brown. Hey, Jamie yeah. Foxx looked like Ray Charles. Like, they did a great job, but I don't think right. Chad would look I, like James I, I, Brown. I don't, I don't think he totally was a spitting image of James Brown, but the way he carried himself and his mannerisms on the screen was James Brown. This this young lady is not, and I forgot what she's big for, what sitcom, where she's part of. I, don't I want know. to say Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah that's what Walking it is. Dead. That's what it is. She's not. She's not. Ca- she didn't capture that, and that's not even her fault. It, it's more of the the casting deal. It's it's more of the thing of the how we're going to do it. Now the family had their hand in some of this and the script writing and all that, but at the end of the day, no. Now the sister, the sister that's playing Selena, that looks like that looks like her real right. sister Tom. But other than that, no. But, but to me, the script writing gets it. But I'm really disappointed. I did, Chris. That's just terrible. I mean, that's just like that guy they got playing. <laughs> that's just bad. You know, like come on, man. So anyway, but on that, um, what else? 
sticking to uh, the theme in regards to, I know, the the college. We talked about they released another playoff uh, deal. Yes, top six uh, stayed the same. Yeah, they're staying the same. Um, you know, Clemson and, and, and Notre Dame are going to get it on again in the ACC championship. Um, I think also, you know, with A&M sitting right there at five, like Florida's at, at six. State. So I heard during the break that they're going to do some changing around for Ohio I State. I think I heard in the Fox update that they're going to change the rules a little bit. Which A&M, just, Indiana um, should raise total hell. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Indiana, I mean, you know, I, I would I would say probably A&M has a little bit more gripe than Indiana. Because I think Indiana, I mean, you, you did have an opportunity. One of their five games they played is against y'all. I mean, they Indiana got down big. They fought back because they don't they quit under that Indiana. coach. You're right but they about already that. played it. I think if you really have a salty grape, it was a gripe. It would probably be, uh, but with the A and M there because your one loss is most likely is going to get down to Alabama. But hey, Jimbo, that's the life of the West, man. I mean, eventually you're going to have to uh, get. But over I think them. a lot of people would have a big problem if A and M, like if, let's say Ohio State falls out and you move A and M up. I think. Like when you're talking about Alabama, you're talking about Clemson, you're talking about one of those two teams not playing in the title in, in the in their conference title game, and they still get in. I think today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. People are okay with it. But a team like A&M, who a lot of people, a majority of the country still doesn't believe in, if they were to slip in, not playing in a title game, a lot of people would be upset with that. Would they be upset at it if Notre if, if Notre Dame gets boat raced in the ACC championship game? Notre by Dame Clemson? can get beat by fifty, and they're in. They're, Notre Dame is not falling from two to five or two to six. Notre Dame would fall. I don't to four. know. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to agree with you that they can get beat that bad and still not fall. You know why? Because I've always said, and this is the debate that Slam and I used to get into, and with that, bet twenty. The, the bet hum, twenty. The the human element and the human process of this especially this weird 2020 you're gonna go back and even though this has nothing to do with this particular 20 and 20 notre dame team and a lot of these committee members aren't even on here the what have before but at the end of the day you got the data and you got youtube you got footage and you've seen it if you're on that committee you've seen it and that whole thing of where notre dame is representing themselves when you put them in this final four and what they've showed up what they haven't that's going to be there, and if they yeah. get beat by 40, 50, I don't All know right. if I well, agree we'll, with you on we'll that. We'll bet 20 on that. Now, if they lose, since they already beat No, Clemson, I'm, I'm talking about a boat race. Now, if they barely no. get beat, of yeah. course they're in. No yeah. brainer. But I'm saying, I'm saying regardless, Clemson come in with Sunshine, blow them I out. I don't know about the that. Committee, the committee wants these four teams. These uh-huh. are the four teams they want because these are the four teams that can make up for, make up for money lost TV revenue-wise. Like, if these four teams are in – those the the sponsor ads are going to be through the roof, and you know we never gone. I, if I'm not mistaken, in the college football playoff era, and when we released these polls for the first time, usually around Halloween or a little bit yeah, out of Halloween, you know that we've never gone wire to wire with the all four teams. It's really? going to be there. I think this might be a first. See, that's another factor why I was saying you no. Think, you you still have Bama in if they lose to Florida, right? 
Well, yeah, Alabama's the only one that's going to get like that. But if you got a one-loss SEC team in A&M and all they lost to was Alabama and, and Notre Dame goes and gets boat raced basically by – because keep in mind, when Notre Dame played Clemson first, Sunshine wasn't there. So the, right. commi- so the committee's going to sit there and say, okay, you know what, Sunshine wasn't there, but y'all played him in the ACC championship game on a neutral field but, and y'all got beat by 40 or 50. But how is that gonna- fair to Notre Dame? And look, I would, I would love to see my Aggies in, but – how is that fair to Notre Dame? Aggies were sitting at home, not playing in their title game. Well, and we but we've seen other teams not playing a title game Only make it Bama. too. It happened for Bama. Bama sat home that year. It was I think it was LSU versus Georgia. LSU. I thought didn't Ohio State get in one year that they didn't play in that no, thing? They no. didn't. Only Bama. It was LSU versus Georgia. Bama still got in. I, I just I don't think Notre Dame doesn't have the history. And they don't have the good showing at this level against some of these other schools that you talk about that if they drop a dud in the ACC championship game, that could just overwrite everything, especially since they got their victory against Clemson without sunshine. I just think if they go and lose a close one by a touchdown, 10 points, okay. But if they get boat raced, I'm sorry, that's going to make that's going to make some people in that committee pause. That's going to make them toe some pause on that. Uh, that's that's in my opinion, but we'll see what happens. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Kyle Casey, Rudy J, Sam Spin the one and twos. This next segment is going to be presented by Texas Cheer Liquor. It has three locations serving the far west side of San Antonio Bear County. Texas Cheer Liquor is conveniently located at 1604 in Petrenko. At 211, their newest location is now open at 90 Montgomery Road outside Lucky Ranch. If you like them on Facebook, you'll stay up to date on special tastings. That is Texas Your Liquor, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right, so keeping it moving here. Um, and, yes, we got clarification. Ohio State did make it without playing it in Big Ten. 2016, right? And I, that's what I should say. I think, uh, you know, Notre Dame, even though, yes, for one, nobody's gone the the – the first original four has not gone wire to wire for all four to go to playoffs. That hasn't happened before. That's one of the things why I really think that it is important for Notre Dame to kind of pretty much uh, make a consistent or make schedule. a good game. Yeah, they they can't. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think they can get blown out and still make it. I it's really crazy. Don't. The year Notre Dame would be in hands down without a conference championship. They got to look at, they're looking at Clemson in the conference championship. Like if they were, this was a regular year, COVID not here and Notre Dame played an undefeated schedule. No, no conference championship because they're independent. They're in. But now you're looking at a Clemson team who's probably a little bit ticked off that you beat them without their stud. And now you, you face, you're looking at the opportunity of possibly getting blown out and being left out. Crazy. And you know what, to be honest crumbles. with you, I don't know if even with a healthy sunshine, I don't know if Clemson can blow out Notre Dame. I think I Notre think Dame so. is I don't a good so. football I think they're team. Legit. I, you know, I think this is one of Brian Kelly's, uh, you know, uh, best teams. 
You're going to start here. Better rumors? than the Manti Teo team? I mean, oh, the Manti Teo yeah. team, first of all, they got killed by Alabama. Yeah. Alabama was just too big. Yeah. But that was still a good no, Notre Dame football yeah, team. But they were Alabama just outclassed them. Yeah, but they were young in the infant stage of the program of what Brian Kelly was starting to build. Yeah, this is more. Ian Book is all like that. I think he should have some Heisman Trophy uh, thoughts and votes. Um, there are, I think, um, you know, I wouldn't not the hog line expert like Salami was, but I, I can see with the naked eye test that there's at least like two first rounders um, on this line. And it, and it helps when you produce the best garden uh, in the in the NFL already out of Notre game and Quentin Nelson and Q. He is not even close. He, he's the best one in the game. Um if you really watch him, I mean, if you're not a Hall guy, even that's a guy that jumps out of the screen. So that's a nice foundation he's laid for other guys coming up Notre Dame. And they look, I don't know if they've got some cues, but they've got some dogs on their offensive line and they run the ball well. But I don't, so I don't anticipate them getting blown out, but we'll see. Uh, but, no, they've got to go. And, and when you say, well, I wonder if they don't have to play the AC championship game, the schedule. Well, I would have to see what Notre Dame's schedule would have looked like in a non-COVID year this year with yeah, not having to play. You would have, Mich- have Michigan. I, yeah, I need uh, to see Stanford, some of them games. You would have had the, the same old. Yeah, Stanford wouldn't have. They would they boat race Stanford this year. Stanford's down. We Michigan's Michigan. We know what's up with that. So that's the case. Uh, speaking of um, college football, um, you were telling me that pretty much in the docket that there was a was it a UNLV quarterback? Yeah, UNLV quarterback back in February. Um, and this again, this is pre shut down COVID. You know, this is when we were still trying to figure out what was going on. He was at one of those sushi places, and some of those just like the fire chief here. The fire, mm-hmm. did you see the fire chief that got in trouble? Mm-hmm. It's nonsense. So. Pictures have surfaced of him eating some sushi off of a nude model, and he's had to apologize for partaking in what the restaurant promotes. Like, that's what they do at that restaurant. This is Max Gilliam apologizing for eating sushi off a model during an episode of Below Deck. Now, keep in mind, this was on TV. This is on TV. It's on the show on Bravo. Really? So, so this is on TV. I didn't yeah, know that it's part on TV. It on so TV. it's on Bravo. So it's like, like, dude, it's not like this was on Skinamax or or this was on, on, on some porn station. It's on Bravo. Like, it's crazy where we are, man. Like, comedians can't make jokes. Well, Your stuff take- that you say from Twitter from 30 years ago that comes back to haunt you, like... He's a first of all, he's what, 20, 21, 19, somewhere between 19 and 22 years old. Yeah, every now and then you might eat some sushi off a nude model. I got to apologize for that in this climate. Well, you like know, this is what the restaurant does. Bravo put this on television and he has to apologize for it. Like, I'm sorry, I made a bad decision. I wasn't raised like that. No, you wasn't raised like that. But you, you're, you're, you're a young man. Nice model laying on the table. Eat a little sushi off of her. What's the well, big deal? Well, this is I, I kind of agree with you in a little bit because you because I was going to bring that up in reference to the uh, um, the brother that was the chief down here. And yeah, the, the he police. got a, he I, got a raw deal. Hey, yeah, he sure did. I don't even know why that made news because first of all, I think is I don't know if he's married. I think he's married. His wife knew about it. It was a birthday. It was a gag. Like I mean, people know like in that fireman culture, fireman culture. I mean, those guys do a lot of fraternity type of stuff. Like, hey, you know, the chief, we're gonna get him back. We're gonna embarrass him. We're gonna have a, you know, and that stuff went viral. And they had to apologize. That's ridiculous. It goes back to where you just stick to the theme of the climate of what we got to apologize to. We never talked about it, but I meant to bring it up 
uh, and Chris Collinsworth having apologized a few weeks ago. Because in a telecast on a Sunday night with Al Michaels, I think it was a few weeks ago, I don't know if I don't know if Pittsburgh was playing or when it was the time, and I can't think, but he made some comments about how he got there during the week and he had ran into these group of women and he was just blown. And all he said, he goes, I was blown away with their football knowledge that they that they really know that they're behind their fans and stuff like that. He had to apologize for that. That's, a little, that's that. a little insensitive. I don't look. That's a little insensitive. The, the, if it's not politically that, correct, but that, the truth, he just said, he goes, they got smart fingers. I was kind of blown away to so the kind of questions they were asking. So me. If Chris Collins were sat down with you. He's like, yeah, I sat down with this black guy, Calvin. I was blown away how smart he was. That's not the same thing. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Because first of all, I don't, care if, I don't care if it's a black woman, a white woman, an Asian, Hispanic woman. Majority of the women out there in 2021, majority still more than now ever, but majority of them cannot sit down and, and, and in that depth of football to give you a breakdown of whatever questions that were blown away by Chris Collinsworth. So I, whether that's not right to say that, that's a whole other argument. But to me, there's nothing wrong with that. And the reason why I feel like he's blown away because what has happened is because fantasy football has educated, I think, a lot of Susie's wow. and everything at the office to kind of get more engaged they in the conversation. They could possibly be girl dads. I mean, that too. And they watch, they watch football okay, with their dads since they were kids. That's fine. But I'm talking about. Look, is he have did he did the piece say that he came up with a little twelve year old girl say, hey, this girl, little girl was blown away. No, this was a group of women. That probably had some beers and some brats and said, hey, that's Chris Collinsworth. Hey, what do you think about well, my remember Cam, this whatever? Cam had like, to apologize wow. for the same thing because remember that when the young lady was asking him questions, he was like, wow. You know, you and I know. and what did we we had that topic on the dock in the show and I came in here and said, really, he got to apologize for that just reaction. You're not getting Calvin Casey to come over this way in regards to the what, what's what's considered. I mean, I probably about four times a week I get called a sexist in my own house, <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of used to it. So it doesn't. But you're not going to get me to fall in line of what's wrong. Oh, you can't say that. I mean, hey, you know, I mean, come on. Like I, I didn't think that that was I, I, for Chris Collinsworth to have to apologize for that. There's a lot worse things that I think he he could have said, and I think he has that he's had to apologize before. He could have said on air that would have blown me away too. Like what? But yeah, the fire yeah. chief and Max Gilliam, raw deal, no pun intended, because I think sushi's raw in most cases. Raw sushi's deal, gross. Yeah, I'm not a sushi guy. I know everybody's like, you need to grow up. The only get your palate up. And it's Won't not you even sushi. You need no, to grow up. My no, wife's like, you need to grow up. You yeah, grow and you up. get the wrong piece of sushi, and you'll be in the ICU for days, puking out your lungs. Anything you proceed with caution when you eat anything raw. And at the end of the day, sushi, you can't eat it just from anywhere. The only thing tolerable that I can deal with. Um, is and they say in the sushi experts say, oh, that's just starter. That ain't nothing. Is the California roll? That's, that's where it sushi, stops. Though. Well, that's where it stops for me. And other than that, no, no, I can't. No, you know, Has nobody mm-hmm. got in trouble for eating sushi off of Sam. Oh, I mean, you put the picture out there. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even know that's an end pic- thing. He now. put the picture out there. I didn't know I mean, that this no, was. A, I didn't all know of San Antonio was, knows. I didn't know that this was an end thing of, until yeah, that it's chief. The thing. They do that, the that at restaurants. Now. So for Max Gilliam, a twenty-year-old kid to have to apologize for eating sushi off a model is silly, man. It's insane. I mean, that's been around for decades. Oh, so this uh, yeah, this ain't know. even. You saw he had to apologize though, right? Oh yeah, of course. I got a, of course I got sushi alerts popping up on my phone now. <laughs> wow, crazy. <laughs> Listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back.
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Last segment of the day is going to be presented by Sharpside Sports Consultant. Don't forget, uh, use the promo code SGE1. You'll get 25% off on the packages you choose. Also, the SGE Pick 6 package. Uh, if you're not following me on IG, Instagram, go ahead and follow me at SGE underscore picks. Start getting some college basketball free plays out there as well, too. Also, we'll be giving some picks out on Sharp Side on starting on Tuesdays and Wednesdays here pretty soon on college once we get in the full swing of this stuff. You're talking about basketball? Uh, basketball, okay. yes. And then we'll transition into the NBA as well also. Uh, but that is Sharp Side Sports, uh, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, Only thing we didn't get to, because we, we did talk mm-hmm. a little bit college basketball with uh, – with James, but um, Coach K talking about, I would just like for the safety, the mental and physical health of players and staff to assess where we're at. Uh, people are saying the next six weeks are going to be worse. To me, it's already pretty bad. On the other side of it, there are vaccines that are coming out. By the end of the month, 20 million vaccine shots will be given by the end of January or in February, another 100 million. Should we not reassess that? See just what would be best um, what other complaint did he have? He said, we got our butts beat. He said, for the good of the game and the mental and physical health of players and staff, we need to constantly look at this thing. I think that's the smart thing to do. Um, he said, I know the NCAA is worried about the end game. He said, but they're not as worried about the game we're playing right now. I think those are all good points. And I think the reason he threw in we got our butts beat is because he didn't want to come off sound like a sore loser. But all right. I'd have to go and look at the do my research and see if he's been saying these things. It just comes off a little weird when you're coming off a loss at home. If if a normal any other coach in D2, D1 says that under the circumstances of getting beat down, yes. But Coach K, um, I think there's some concern with it. But make no mistake, I mean, Coach K and Calipari, they got two teams this year that they're going to have to do some work. They got a coach. They don't have a recruiting class where they just rolling this ball out and they're going to go. Like I told James, Illinois, a lot of people are high on Illinois this year. Um, and they really beat them down yesterday. It wasn't even that close. So I think uh, they got some big guys. I think Coach Cal and Calipari and 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 Coach Kate, they've got some work to do this year. They they're they're it's not just roll out the ball. But is he making sense on what he's saying? A as far bit, as like maybe uh, we shouldn't uh-huh. even maybe we should just reassess this thing little, in January. A little February. bit of that. A little bit of that. But I tell Coach K, man, every I mean, there's coaches that need some money too. I mean, everybody getting seven figures from Nike, man, Coach K. I mean, come on, man. Like, I get it, but it is what it is. Let's see. Let's go to the phone. Oh, damn. I didn't even know. You're going to have to make it quick. Let's go to Billy. Billy on the sports grind on Ticket 760. What's up, Billy? Hey, I know it's been, so I'll go real fast. Um, Calvin, I'm with you 99% of the time. But for Collinsworth to say that, that he was amazed that a woman's knowledge of, of football is exactly the same as what Rudy J. It's exactly the same as saying that you thought a black man was smart or well-spoken. It's exactly the same. And then I'll close with a quick question. Sure. If you had to wake up tomorrow, it's either um, 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 Carson Wentz or Steven Silas. Which one would you pick? I'll <laughs> hang up and listen. Carson Wentz. He has 109 guaranteed no matter what happens. That's easy. He asked if you'd be Carson Wentz if you had to wake up and be somebody. Uh, Carson or Wentz Silas. Or... He's talking about the coach for the Rockets. I'd definitely say oh, Wentz. Oh, yeah. I'd still be Wentz. And to the thing, I, Chris Collinsworth's exact words, I don't think, was like, wow. 
these women are real. I think he said that, hey, you know, I, it was how he set it up. Hey, I ran across the females, and then they started asking me questions. And I was basically amazed the fan base <laughs> and knowledge down there. I mean. <laughs> that's That's sexist. Anything you do or say to a woman is considered sexist. Anything. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Man, we is either you adjust or end up in trouble. It's this is the world we live in. Like I said, when you have comedians, like comedians cannot make there's certain jokes that are off limits now for comedians. I mean, Kevin Hart apologizing for a tweet from 2009 where he made um some type it was a some type of a it's like gay a, slur. Yeah. He made a gay slur and on Twitter trying to be funny and he's he was apologizing for it up until a, a year or two ago. If I'm watching TV, only comedian and, and, that's and, immune to it is Chappelle. Everybody else is everybody else. You better watch what you say, even in a, even in a comedy setting. If I watch a, a TV and I'm saying like, "Wow, you know, I've noticed her a while, but she's picking up a little weight," I'll get called a no, sexist in the that. house. You can't do that. But but at the same breath, she'll that. be sitting there like, "Wow, man, Damon Woody, he packing on his pounds again." It's different. Uh, it's a double standard, there, man. It's a look, double standard. Look, man, no. <laughs> Whatever, man. All right, man. That's a wrap. Special thanks to producer of the show, Rudy J. Yes, myself, Calvin, Sam Spinner, one or two, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you to snooze button before you're out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow. hosting a little Tuesday get-together. And she has gone all out. Yep, she's done the fancy charcuterie thing. <gasps> Look at those solid maple serving boards. So classy. And those gold room side plates? Gorgeous. Oh, you're absolutely right. And she got it all at Marshall's for way less. Even the cheese? <sighs> no, not the cheese, but that to die for sequin top. Marshall's? Yep, Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshall's.